for you alone are God. You are my God and the king. You know, David was king himself, but he realized that there is a king get greater than him. There is the Lord of lords and the king of kings who seated in heavenly places, and it is him we worship. It is him we give all the praise. Every day of my life, I will worship him. I will exalt his name. It doesn't matter what I may be going through. It doesn't matter whatever challenge I may be facing. But I will praise the Lord for he is good. His name is worthy of all praise. We give him the glory and the honor that only belongs to him. And we say, you alone we praise. Father, receive our praise this afternoon as we gather from different parts of the world. Lord, you know our situations and you know us by name. But we refuse to look at anything else. But we look up to you. We look up to you, our God. We look up to you, our peace, our strength, and our joy. And we thank you, Father, for who you are. We bless your wonderful name. We worship you and thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for this Christmas season. We thank you for our families. We thank you for our loved ones. We thank you that we have homes and jobs for everything, Lord, that you have bestowed upon us because of your grace, because of your mercy, because of your goodness. We refuse to take anything that you have given us for granted in Jesus' mighty name. Help us to learn to worship you and praise you every day of our lives. Amen and amen. I want us to move on and just look at the inspired word. And we do say inspired because I just felt like the Lord inspired me onto this song of Zechariah. I want us to look at the song of Zechariah. Unfortunately, I'm not able to put up the whole song. So I've chosen four scriptures from the song, but I would recommend that afterwards you look at this song of Zechariah. In Luke chapter one, it says, his father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of Peace. Isn't that beautiful? You know, I'll just take us into, uh, give us a summary of what's going on and what led to Zachariah singing this song. 
So he gets an opportunity to perform his priestly duty of burning incense in the temple of the Lord. And he's visited by the angel of the Lord who reveals the good news that his wife will conceive. His wife, Elizabeth, would conceive to a son and they are to name him John. And this is the birth of John the Baptist. So his unbelief makes him mute. The angel mutes his mouth. So we find that Zechariah was unable to speak for nine months while Elizabeth carried this child because he did not believe. He failed to believe the word that came through the angel of God. So at this moment where he sings the song, his tongue has been loosened and the baby had been born and he burst out into, the, into a song. This is the moment when they are asking what they are to name the child. They are to name the child John. So when he confirmed that the child was to be named John, he could speak now and he just burst into song. And this is the beautiful song. It's a song and a prophet. I believe that now this man, Zechariah, has seen that the word of God does not fail. He has seen that the promises of God really do come to pass. And you know what? He also prophesied about the coming Messiah, about Jesus, you know, being born and coming from heaven to save his people. Yes, we do know that at this point, Mary would have been pregnant, but he believed and he saw what was to come. He understood the meaning of, of the Son of God, the meaning of it all. Zechariah perceived it, and therefore he burst into song. You know, a wise person once said, you cannot understand someone's song until you understand their story. And he believes that even though he doubted, God was still gracious. God was merciful. So even in his doubt, God still came through. Let us remember that he's now an old man without a child. But at the right time, God reveals the good news. God comes in with the news. So, you know, we see that God remains faithful even when we do not. Our God is faithful. And I just want to mention that songs are powerful. They produce an emotion of joy and rejoicing. You know, as we celebrate this Christmas season, we sing Christmas carols in response of what God has done. We sing for unto us, a child is born for unto us a son is given you know the angels in luke chapter 2 they appeared before the shepherds and they were singing and praising god when they were announcing the news of what god had done you know this song of zechariah i like it when it says the light will shine upon the darkness and it will guide us in the path of peace. He has come to redeem us from the shadow of death. 
I like that it says shadow of death, not redeeming us from death. What a beautiful song it is indeed. So I want us to take a moment of reflection. And I want to ask us this question this afternoon. What song are you singing in response to what God has done or in response to what God is doing for you? I like to sing a song that says, I will bless the Lord at all times. And I'm determined that his song shall continually be in my mouth. You know, in Zephaniah, it says that the Lord rejoices over you with song and he quietens us with his love. So as we celebrate Christmas, let us remember that it is a story and a song about God's love for mankind. That is what Christmas is all about. We should not be wrapped up in so many other things, but that it's the love of God, that he loved us, that heaven came down to shine a light upon a dark world. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the true meaning of Christmas. We thank you that if we understand what it really means, that we can, we can respond in songs of praise and joy. We thank you, God, for coming down, for doing something for us, God, when there was no hope, when there was no peace. Help me to sing songs of love in response of your goodness, in response of what you have done in my life, in response of what you are doing. Like David, we will resolve to praise you every day of our lives. Father, we thank you that you sing over us with love. You quieten us with your love. Your grace is sufficient even in our weakness. Lord, we thank you and appreciate you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I want us to move on and pray for the church. I want us to pray for his sufficient grace. And I think it's Pastor Dumebi who brought this scripture or maybe somebody else, I don't know. But I want us to linger on his sufficient grace upon the body of Christ. So that's 2 Corinthians 12 verses 8 to 9. And this is the Apostle Paul saying, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take, away from, to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. I really want us to pray, to continue rather to pray and believe that God is at work and that he will protect us as the people of God from this 
Omicron virus, from whatever variant of COVID that will arise. You know, just like the Apostle Paul, we have prayed and prayed and we will continue to pray and believe that God's grace is sufficient. You know what? The virus does not is not immune to the people of God or to the church. Whatever we experience in the world, we experience it as well because we are in the world as well. So I want us to remember or encourage ourselves that through this, that God's power is made perfect. You know, I want us to pray for the saving grace of God over any illness, over any virus. They may say that it's spreading quickly, but God's grace is sufficient for us. You know, we know that all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. And his purpose matters before anything else. I want us to also pray that our eyes are open so that we can see the presence, the protection of God, the grace of God. And I'm reminded of that situation with Elisha and his servant when he could not see that God's chariots of fire surrounded them, that they would overcome the battle over their enemies. So let's remember that the chariots of fire surround us and protect us wherever we go. Father, we pray for the body of Christ, for your protection, for your grace, God, the grace to carry on, the grace to trust you, the grace to see your power at work, the grace to believe that God is at work in my life, the grace to believe that God will never leave me nor forsake me that all things are working together for my good, that God is still sitting on the throne. Father, we cover the body of Christ and the people of God with the blood of the Lamb. We are praying for protection over ourselves and over our loved ones, that Lord, you will help us to see that you are at work in our lives through all difficulty, through all challenge, that your grace is sufficient. I pray that we will not give up praying. Help us to keep praying, oh God, to remain in the place of prayer and in the place of faith. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just for the entire body of Christ, whatever challenge it may be. I've just mentioned one challenge, but God, you know all the challenges, and we say the grace of God. We speak the grace of God upon the body of Christ right now. We pray that you will strengthen us, God, that we will not be timid, but that we will be strengthened, that we will know that you surround us by your grace, by your love. Thank you, Lord, that the chariots of fire do protect us wherever we go and in whatever we do. Hallelujah. I sense victory in Jesus' name. Open our eyes, God, to see 
the, the spiritual rather than look at the physical. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I want us to pray now for the nations. And as we are praying for the nations, I want to pray for restoration for families or if you're an individual person and you seek the restoration of God upon your life, that God will restore some things that you, it seems lost right now, but that God will restore it back to you. In Job chapter 42 verse 10, it says, and the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he had prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. I love that. We all love the story of Job. And it wasn't easy for him to go through what he went through. And there's also another scripture in Isaiah 61 verse 7. I just couldn't decide which one. So I said to have them both. So it says, instead of shame, there shall be a double portion. Instead of dishonor, they shall rejoice in their lot. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess a double portion, a double, double portion in one scripture, and they shall have everlasting joy. So I want us to pray for restoration of joy, for restoration of peace, for restoration of hope for restoration of health, for restoration of jobs, for restoration of houses, health, marriages, friendships, ministries, sound mind, for zeal and passion, for love, for relationships with parents and children, for dreams and hope. I want us to take a moment on behalf of our families right now and claim back what the enemy has stolen. We speak the abundance of Christ that we can have. I remember before we were praying that we would walk in the fullness of God. And so I just want us to take a moment and speak restoration and speak hope upon our lives. Whether it's a health challenge, whatever it is, let's pray that God will lead us and guide us so we know what to do in 2022 so that we can walk in all that he has for us. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for all families represented here today and all the families across the nation that God, we would receive a double portion of your blessing, that God, you will restore that which seems lost, whether it's our health, whether it's relationship, whatever it is, God, whether it's, it's the joy, whether it's our dreams, our hope, our vision, Lord, we ask right now for restoration. Let this coming year be a year of restoration. Lord, we thank you and we claim back whatever the enemy has taken from us. We refuse to make room for the enemy to steal our joy, to steal our peace, to steal our hope, to steal our mind. I decree and declare 
sound minds right now in the name of Jesus I break the hold of the enemy and his lies and I shut down those lies that seem to be going louder and louder in the minds of believers I shut it right down right now in the name of Jesus every tormenting spirit be silenced in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for restoration. You know, after a while, like you did for Job, we have believed in God that you will restore health and healing upon people right now. Lord, wherever they are, restore them to health and wholeness in Jesus' mighty name. Restore struggling marriages, God. Lord, family relationships, that bond of love and that bond of peace within homes. We speak love, we speak hope, we speak joy. Lord, I thank you for peace that passes understanding. Oh Lord, I thank you for all that you have. You did not, you do not limit your goodness upon our families, but we want to believe that we will walk in it even before this year comes to an end, that we will begin to see restoration, a double portion of grace a double portion in our finances, a double portion of joy. We speak double and double increase and restoration in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we thank you. I thank you for every prayer that we have prayed. I thank you for everyone who's praying along with us this afternoon. Lord, I believe that somebody has been encouraged. I pray that joy will start flowing where there was no joy. And I pray that hope will start flowing into their life where there was no hope. Lord, we thank you for you love us so much. We thank you for coming into the world and loving upon mankind. We thank you, Father. Help us this week, throughout the rest of this weekend, to have joy and sing songs of gladness before you. Father, we thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for praying along with me today. Wherever you have joined me from, whether you're in the United Kingdom, whether you're in Pakistan, Nigeria, Australia, Philippines, Kenya, Canada, India, Tennessee, and Zambia. Thank you so much for praying along with me. And may I remind the women that tonight we do have the Bible study at 8 p.m. Please do join us if you can. We will be recapping on everything that we went through throughout this year. And if you've missed any of them, then guess what? A recap might be something you need. Do not get left out. And also, please do subscribe to our podcast, audio podcasts, and join the prayer experience community, whether it's on Facebook and WhatsApp. And we also have the Daily Word Experience, which is on Mondays to Friday. Please do connect with us and joining in all those things that we are doing as much as you can. We really appreciate that and thank you 
So we will be back tomorrow, Friday at 1 p.m. God bless you. Join them cry